0: is the Catullus podcast, food for the journey. Episode eight, how to handle well the five big issues of business owners. Hi, I'm Michael, and welcome back to the Catullus podcast. So in the bath, in the car or the van, or walk in the dog. They seem to be the three most popular areas where people are listening to this at the moment. So thanks for telling me that. Uh, It's it's always good to know. (laughs) So where does this come from, these big five issues of business owners? Well, I do a lot of listening uh, in my work with lots of different business owners and lots of different people in leadership positions from all kinds of different businesses. And one of the things that works really well to help people is to spot generic trends and traits and ideas and problems and create solutions and uh, help people to apply them in their lives. And these are the ones that keep coming up. So can you resonate with these five? Stress, tiredness, doubt and fear, because they often come together. Problems, consistent problems, never ending problems. And loneliness, people don't quite understand what you're doing. So I really thought about that when I was away on holiday recently in Portugal, taking time away from my business, practicing what I preach and recharging a bit and thinking deeper and thinking, you know, these five areas, what can I do to help you with them? And there's a lot of different things. And it may be that you might ask for, you know, any one of these could be a podcast in itself, so please let me know in in more depth. But I thought it'd be good to just look at these five as as one kind of group, because they're always gonna come up. If you're listening to this right now and you work in a business, but more specifically, if you own the business, you're the CEO, you're the director, you're the founder, it's your business. These will be coming up for you all the time. I'm always a big reader and I love to learn, so I've got straight away recommendation for you. Anything, anything by Daniel Priestley. So Daniel Priestley is a business owner, he's an Australian man based in London, and he does some fantastic work. And one of the things, there's many things he's helped me with, he really got me to think about, is think about this for you now. Do you want a lifestyle business? Do you want a business that funds the lifestyle that you want? Do you want to spend more time with the children? Do you want to spend more time working from home, more time going on holidays? Do you want more opportunities, travel? That's a lifestyle business. And you may want that, or you may be building towards that. Or do you want a high-growth business, multiple chains all over the country, all over the world, an office, big team of people? Because they're very different. So that's the first thing to think about. When you're handling these issues, where are you working towards? Are you trying to work towards having more time with your family or are you trying to work towards building something that has a, a strong routine and a big group of people? Because they're two very different goals and that was really helpful for me to think about it. And for my business, Cataholos, it's a lifestyle business. It's a business that funds the way I want to work and, and live and help people. So I thought that was really, really helpful that because otherwise you're working in this thing. And if we're not careful, as you know, you end up with a job. a job you don't like and I definitely don't want that to happen. So the overriding kind of principle I'd like you to think about applying to yourself throughout these five is managing your own expectations of yourself, of your life and of your business. What does that actually mean? It means choosing to be a friend to yourself and a supporter to yourself and your business because, you know, does this sound familiar? You feel like you are your business or your business is your baby or you know you hear people say this don't they that's my baby it's my everything well my accountant very quickly helped me to understand my business is a legal entity it's not me and he made a great point he said mike his name's matthew he said mike in this room right now there's four people there's me there's you there's your business and my business never forget that and it was really good advice and what i'm trying to say is if we have that professional distance, it helps us to remember that we are a whole person on our own. Our business is not us, it's very important to us, but it is not our life. And what that means is it has like a follow-on point to thinking, have we got a lifestyle to go with this business? Because people say, I have a business. And I'm like, great, what's your lifestyle like around the business? They say, what do you mean? I'm like, well, how how is your life? How's your, you know, do you have time off? Do you have balance? Oh, no, 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 you don't understand, I've got a business. So they think it's like you either have a business, like a prison sentence, or you have a lifestyle. And I'm saying, no, 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 you can have both, you really can. So these five areas, I want to give you something specific that you can do to help with all of them. Because what often happens with these is you'll feel probably all five every single day, if you're anything like most business owners I, I know and people that I work with, you'll feel five all day, or most of the day, or you know, even when you're on holiday. And that's the big message is back to that thing about managing your expectations. Just hang on a second and say, wait, oh yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong if I feel stress or fear or doubt or if I've got problems or if I feel a bit lonely. What did Mike say? Yeah, he said that actually. A lot of people, they feel the same. They may not talk about it, but okay, that doesn't mean I'm failing. All right, okay. It makes you feel better, right? So stress, (laughs) there's so much we could talk about with stress, but I want to give you something really simple. What I want you to do now If you're not in a position to write anything down, just think about two numbers, right? I love doing this for people. First number is your stress levels. Give yourself a score right now. How are you feeling in your day or in your week so far? Between one and five. One is no stress at all. I'm great. I'm dead relaxed and I'm not stressed at all. And Five is I'm highly stressed. I couldn't be more stressed. I think I'm going to have a a breakdown, right? So say it's three or 3.5. It's fairly high. Now, that's as far as most people go in their understanding of stress. They say, I'm stressed, meaning I'm a five, or I'm, oh, I'm quite good, I'm relaxed, it's a one. And they say to me, that say, well, when things calm down or when I'm less stressed, you know, I'll do this thing or things will be better. But no, what you need to do instead is to have a secondary number. So you've got your first number, that's your stress levels. Your second number is how are you handling the stress or what resources, procedures, People around you, have you got in place to help you with that stress? So five is, I'm handling it great, no problem, bring it on. Got great support, family, I've got parameters in place, I take breaks, I've got hobbies, et cetera, et cetera. And one is, I don't do anything, I just work, you know, and I feel overwhelmed. Now think about those two numbers and just hold them in your mind, right? Here's the interesting thing about stress. If those numbers are equal, so say 3.5 stress, and 3.5 how well are you handling it, you're fine. I've got clients that stress is five but their resources and how they handle it is five (laughs) so they're fine and this is the thing so this is the first piece of advice when it comes to stress don't focus so much on the first number because that'll come up and down probably in a single day focus on building up the second number I want to add a bit more to that when you get stressed when a person when an organism gets stressed this physical response in the body it's looking for a threat or it's responding to a threat and it goes into overdrive it's necessary to stay alive, but a lot of the threats in business are just ideas that we've got floating on our head. Or what if we lose this client? What if we miss this deadline? There are two systems in your body. Your yes. sympathetic system turns on stress response. Just Google this, right? Just Google sympathetic system or stress response. And it turns on and your body goes into fight or flight mode and it's like, <gasps> and your pupils dilate and you might need the toilet, hot and cold flushes, dry mouth, all these things, right? There's a secondary system that is called the para, meaning running alongside the parasympathetic system. It's nothing to do with the word sympathetic like emotions. And the parasympathetic system runs alongside and its job is to calm you down because if you don't come out of the stress response, you would die, you really would. Seven different types of shock, like anaphylactic shock. If you don't get brought out of shock, you will die. So the sympathetic system turns you on for stress. Parasympathetic system turns you off. Now, why am I saying this? Because all you have to do in relation to your stress in business is to keep building up your parasympathetic resources. This thing doesn't turn on straight away. It can't turn on automatically, because how do you know when a problem is solved if you can't even see it? So your body thinks, I'll just stay switched on stressed in the background, just in case. So what I say is, have these things that you can do to build up that second number. Time with the family, meditation, good food, time outside, laughter, having some fun. It doesn't matter what it is. The point is, they should be techniques and things and resources and scenarios where you think, oh, right, yeah. They're not time-specific. People say, I haven't got time for that. You haven't got time not to do it. It's not about time, the value. It's like with your family, right? We know this, don't we? The value of your family is not the amount of time you spend with them, whether it's seven minutes is better than one minute. It's the quality. So that stress is always going to be there. It's part of life and it's part of business. Focus on building that second number, all right? Those parasympathetic results. And if you don't know how, ask me, reach out. There's loads of different ways, but keep it specific to you. So if it's having a glass of wine on a Thursday night, do it. If it's having a a lie-in on a Sunday, do it. If it's having an early night on a Friday, or going to the pub or watching a Netflix program, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's not about the big things. It's about thinking, what's going to help me to rest and recover? Think about asking yourself a question. What's going to help me rest and recover? What's going to help me rest and recover? and that will help you to manage your stress so say you're a 3.5 on stress and you're a one on your resources build it up to three 3.5 you can even get it past your stress levels then you're flying and if you want an an, uh, like an example of that think about people you know that are very successful in business but they're also very happy and healthy (laughs) they've reached that point where their stress has been balanced out and actually overridden by how well they're handling it and you can get there too 100 so that's stress second one is tiredness (laughs) So what can you actually do? I actually had somebody say to me, "You do a podcast on sleep, and the person um, has children." So I don't have children, so I don't think it's fair of me to say how he should be getting sleep. But tiredness is a big one. What I'd say, other than you know trying to get more sleep and making sure you've got good sleep hygiene—again, Google that sleep hygiene, getting into a good sleep cycle, good sleep pattern and routine—is this knowing when and where you get most tired. So it depends on your life, if you have project work, if you have regular hours, but there'll be times in the day and there'll be times in the week, generally, where you feel more tired. So for me, it's Thursday night. Thursday night's the one. Friday, I'm thinking about the weekend and giving myself a day off, but Thursday night, I'm absolutely shattered. I'm really tired. So I've learned after 7 p.m., my brain's just mush, (laughs) you know, on a Thursday night, and I don't kind of worry about that too much. So knowing when and where, you are most hired because again if you've got some opportunity as a business owner with some flexibility in your time you build your things around that so for example if you're really good to go first thing monday morning great have a very important meeting with a client or some important project waiting for you but if you really struggle first thing monday maybe put it to the afternoon so you can there's a bit of autonomy there and the second one is knowing what your triggers and your tells are for Uh, if you're tired so for example how can you tell if you're tired for me it's weird my face hurts like around my eyes it actually hurts it's a physical tell which is an interesting one Um, another one for me personally when I know when I'm really tired is if I suddenly feel very heavy like like someone's pressing me down that is it's weird but it's just my body but also thinking about yourself what are your physical tells how do you know when you're tired you know what does actually feel like and also what are the triggers, what are the things that can really tie you out? Is it certain people? It might be dealing with certain people, certain clients, situations, social situations, anything to do with COVID. Are they you know, triggering that? Is that exhausting you, tiring you out? It's, a lot of this is in having a little bit of preparation, often just mental preparation. You don't have to actually do anything with this. Just think about it, helps you to prepare. But back to what I said before about managing expectations. Yeah, When you're tired, it's not a sign that you're failing. Just like if you stress, it's not a sign that you're failing. None of these five are signs that you or your business is failing in any way. They are the cost that you truly have to pay, the real cost of owning and running the business. So the tiredness, knowing when and where you are most tired and having the uh, the triggers and the tells, it's all about self-awareness really, I think. Just understanding and, and knowing yourself, checking in with yourself. All right, third one, doubt and fear. <laughs> oh wow, there's been books written on this. Great book, great recommendation for you. Um, feel the fear and do it anyway. Susan Jeffers, it's a classic. Give it a read. I really enjoyed it. It's really good. She makes a great point. It's just fear. A lot of the time with business, we have this moment. We have to lose this client if this goes wrong, and that's you know it's a fearful thought, which leads to the fearful feeling in the in the body, and then you're down a rabbit hole. Here's a really nice thing to say to yourself next time you're scared or concerned or worried or anxious. Say to yourself, it's just fear, because then your brain goes, no, it's it's this and it's that, and no, no, no. If you applied a more relaxed mindset towards it the the actual situation itself you see it with more clarity when you got the fear goggles on <laughs> or the doubt goggles on oh what if i can't do this everything looks like a problem you know if you're in a fearful or doubtful moment here's a really good piece of advice don't make a decision all right so imagine for example you're in a meeting with a client or a networking meeting or on zoom or talking to somebody and you get this rush of dread and fear and doubt oh and you're worried about something don't make a decision in that moment because chances are it's not gonna be a helpful one, yeah? So the fear and the doubt, don't make a decision when you're feeling it. It's not nice, write it out, it never lasts. It always, always passes like the sunshine and the rain, okay? So again, doubt and fear, not a sign of failure, just natural. Because a lot of business is invisible, isn't it? We're thinking ahead to the future, it's not happened yet. So the next one is about problems. And this is a really interesting one. No matter what work I've done over the last 20 years or who I've worked with, there's always problems. Now, you might find that a bit depressing, or you might go, oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. There's always more to be done. There's always something else. Once you embrace that, it, I've found it starts to be, instead of saying, well, when I solve this problem, everything will be great, because then you get another one and you're disappointed. Think more about this. Think, how can I increase my ability to create solutions? Because if you create a, a solution from a problem, that's great. It's really, really good. But what if you could create solutions or, or create ways to create solutions for multiple problems? So a big way to do that is increasing knowledge, to learn, to read, to ask questions, go on courses, yeah, get some experience. Because that way you're not just responding to a problem, you can solve multiple problems. It's a really interesting way of thinking about it. So expect problems, they're gonna come. Now again, if that's a bit scary for you, don't worry about it. Like I said before, ride the fear. And then when you calm down a bit, just go, okay. Okay, it's like if you're having a child. You think, well, there's going to be problems in the next 20 years, the whole life, isn't there? Doesn't mean you're failing. Doesn't mean you're a bad parent. There's always going to be problems. So I think, okay, how can I increase my ability to create solutions? That's a better question than how can we solve this problem? The last one's a really interesting one. And it's one that's really resonated with me and it's gone deeper every year I carry on in business. And it's the loneliness of being the business owner. You know, people say things, you're like, how's business? And they don't really care, (laughs) do they? They don't care or they don't understand. You know, they're just trying to be nice. You'll maybe get it in the winter holidays. People say, how's business? And if you launch into how you actually doing, they'll go, oh, and they'll walk away. What they really want you to say is, yeah, fine, busy. That's another one, isn't it? How's business? You're busy. Don't get me started on that question. There is a sense of loneliness or aloneness because even your partner, even your employees, they don't quite understand what it's like. What I'd say is embrace that, own that, enjoy it. You're special, you are you're a business owner, if you're working in a business, you are unique, you are special. There's something lovely in that. There really is. Even if you have many competitors, they're not you and they're not your business. That's quite amazing, really. Here's a nice um, image for you. When I was in Portugal, I found out São Rafael Beach and the coastline took 150 million years to create the structures and the caves and the corals and all the things that I saw. And I was just walking around going, 150 million years. It's amazing. Now, if you apply that to yourself, an evolution, and how many, I don't even know, billions of years it's taken life to evolve to create you, listening to this right now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty special. But there's an element of loneliness there going, oh, there's no one quite like me. So what that leads back full circle to is saying, I've got to look after myself. I've got to embrace that. And I've got to be kind to myself and a friend to myself. Like we said before, you have a business. It doesn't have you. And you. These five things will be part of your lifestyle, but they don't have to own you. Yeah, they don't have to, you don't have to be a slave to them. You don't have to feel you've got no life and that kind of thing, you know. So that loneliness, embrace it. Stand within it. Be brave. And you'd be amazed what you can do when you're not expecting other people to understand and you lead. My friend Mike Morgan would say, you lead from the front. Another recommendation to help you with that is a book called C'est la vie by a French um, I think he's a French, officially now his title is a, he's a meditator or he's a teacher. His name's Fabrice Medal, M-I-D-A-L, Fabrice Medal. And he's talking about meditation, but in a in a different way to most people and saying embrace your uniqueness, be you. And the last thing I'd say to bring all together is have a picture or an image of what your business means to you. Because if all you think in your business is, is stress, tiredness, doubt, fear, problems and loneliness, that's not very exciting. Is it? You're not going to want to get out of bed and, and do that. For me, I always say my business is the car that I drive in, the little vehicle that I get in that gets to take me to people and places and, and solve problems, but I can get out of the car and drive to different places. It's just a car, you know, to get to these places and to help these people. Think about yourself. You know, what is your analogy of your business? And think carefully. Is it an albatross around your neck or is it a wonderful adventure? You get to choose. So as we come towards the end now, I want to say thank you so much for spending time with me today in the bath, <laughs> in the car, in the van, walking the dog, whatever you're doing. I hope it's been helpful for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope it's affirmed you a little bit that all five of these, they're not signs you're doing anything wrong. Other people feel them as well. They just don't really talk about them. And look after yourself. Because like I said before, 150 million years, that's a long time. You're a long time in the making, but we're not done yet, are we? You're not finished. There's still a lot more we can give. A lot more we can grow into so until we talk again just remember two things the first one is that you your real best learning that develops you the most will probably happen outside the classroom and right now just as you are stressed tired full of doubt and fear with problems and a bit lonely someone loves you just as you are okay take care and speak soon